0: Hola, you're listening to Las Chicas del Crime, a podcast where three amigas sit down and talk all things true crime for Hispanic and American crimes. Bien somos. I'm Osa. I'm Kat, and I'm Jen. Y somos las chicas del crime. Woo! This episode of Las Chicas del Crime contains explicit content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised
1: this is a true crime podcast. And that's what we're here
0: for. True crime. I was trying to have that the whole scary effect. But you know, my, my sound effects aren't great. Um, well, on that note, since this is a true crime podcast, we are here to report true crimes. And today's true crime, we are talking about none other than the family you may have heard of, you may not have heard of, depending. I don't know. Um, your age may <laughs> tell that. But uh, <laughs> the Menendez family. Yes, none other than the Menendez Yay. family. You may have heard about them on TikTok. You may not have. You may have been like me where you were, you know, uh, old enough to remember some of the stuff on the news. Anywho, anywho, if you heard about them on TikTok, well, welcome because we're here. Welcome. We here. So um, to begin, Jose Jose, Jose Menendez. Oh, actually, by the way, before I start, you know how we have that little thing where all of our stories somehow align with like not like personal story. Uh, Some of them do have personal stories. Okay, this one doesn't align with me, but it does align with things that are currently happening in a specific country. So, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to talk about it a little bit. Um, nice. So, Jose Menendez was born on May 6, 1944, in none other than Havana, Cuba. Mm. Yes, yes, that is the country I'm speaking about. Um, SOS Cuba, yes, we hear for that. We'll talk about that later. So, yes, at the age of 16, he fled from Cuba and came to the United States with nothing on his. Body or person other than the exact clothes he left with he did have nothing on him Um, he was actually known from a pretty well family Um back before they had to leave they his mother was actually an olympic swimmer She won medals in the panama olympics and his father was actually a well-known soccer star um, however that all came to change when fidel castro betrayed the country and started executing his people and basically that's when the uh, whole communist revolution thing started um and so his family started to leave cuba one by one and jose ended up i'm not sure how but he ended up in the midwest in chicago um which is a pretty far trek because you know most people you hear Kind of just stay in Florida just from, you know, yeah. normal trends because it's the closest place to get to. But somehow he ended up in Chicago and he um, kind of like developed self uh, self-esteem issues because, you know, you're in the Midwest and you're Cuban. I'm pretty sure back in the 50s, 60s or other when this took place, there's probably wasn't a lot of Cubans in Chicago. Um, so you can See, imagine that I don't,
1: that- even, I don't hmm? even think there's a lot of Cubans in Chicago now
0: probably not probably not Um, i've
1: noticed i'm so sorry i've noticed that us hispanics stick to kind of the climate that we come from
0: true yes but there's a lot of mexicans in chicago yeah
1: a lot cold as fuck you think mexico's hot
0: i mean a good part of mexico might be hot i don't know i'm not mexican osa i don't know that's why i'm that's why i'm saying in a very questioning voice Uh -uh.
1: Mexico is cold every morning and every night, no matter what the fuck the season is.
0: Even like no matter what part of the country you live in too? Or is that just specifically like
1: everywhere other than the like the the beachy coast or whatever.
0: Okay. Oh okay. But
1: other than that, Mexico like Mexico City, north of Mexico is cold as fuck all the time
0: ah well then that, ma- that would make sense all right okay now that makes sense but yeah so probably maybe not i in these cubans in chicago right now and if there are let us know let us know if you're cuban in chicago I no, no saber. saber, okay um yes so he you know was the only cuban pretty much in his area he felt pretty inferior because he didn't look like anyone or didn't sound like anyone so you know he had those obstacles however He did end up going to college at Southern Illinois University, where he met Mary Louise, known as Kitty Anderson, who happened to (coughs) become his wife. But also Mary Louise Kitty Anderson, um, Mary Louise, sorry, known as Kitty Anderson, was born October 14th, 1941 in Oak Lawn, Illinois. She was the youngest of four children to Charles Milton Anderson and Helen May. Um, she was a senior in college when she came to meet Jose and was the complete opposite of him, sor- source to say. Um, she was very popular, outgoing, and charismatic, and Jose was more laid back and quiet. Again, he didn't speak a lot of English and stuff like that, so he was more reserved. Um, uh, and Mary had, or Kitty, should I call her, Kitty had won like pageants and just like all sorts of stuff around campus. So she was pretty well known. Uh, she also worked for the university's communications department. Um, and it was said that pretty much, um, Jose was attracted to Kitty because she was like everything that he wanted to be in America. You know, she was that representation of everything he came here to become. And sources say that she was attracted to him because he was the opposite of that. He was like the mysterious, tall. Latin figure that was very focused on her and just gave her very different attention than the other boys back home, pretty much. And this is um, information that came from Kitty's older sister, Joan, um, who also stated that Jose actually wasn't liked by their family because he wasn't Caucasian until the future came uh-huh. and he started to make some money. Mm-hmm, go figure. Um, okay. Right? So moving forward in 63, the couple gets married and they move to New York, where Jose then goes to Queens College to finish his, finish his accounting degree. And Kitty had become a teacher already. So she had actually started a teaching job in early education in the city. Within a couple of years of them living in New York, they had their first son, Joseph Lyle Menendez, who was born in New York City on January 10th, 1968. Um, and eventually, later on after that, Kitty actually left her job and Jose got a different job in Jersey, so they moved to New Jersey. And they had their second born, Eric Galen Menendez, who was born in Blackwood, New Jersey, on November 27th, 1970. They settled in a town called Hopewell Township in Mercer County, and the boys eventually started school at Princeton Day School up until the age of middle school era, uh, middle school time. Um, In 1986, Jose's career ends them in California. He becomes a corporate executive for a... um, producing company so he ends up becoming a big time tv producer um don't remember the movies that he produced but i guess kind of irrelevant <laughs> doesn't really matter okay. um, <laughs> um but if you Jose- don't
1: know it off the top of your head is it important probably not really
0: like- other than he did i know that he did produce the original rambo movie but that's about it oh okay. um see right important there you go So Jose eventually became that that guy that was known to be very cutthroat, very business savvy, very about his shit, didn't take nothing from no one. You know, he really just pride himself on becoming a very successful man. Obviously, as you can imagine, coming from Cuba and having to basically reestablish yourself in a whole different country. um, You know, he wasn't very fond of that type of life that he had to live of struggling and you know making ends meet um because obviously back before the whole uh communism took over cuba he obviously lived a very comfortable life so he was used to being you know bougie um moving here to the states he had to take a lot of um part-time jobs and you know he became dishwasher for a few different restaurants and stuff and after becoming dishwasher at the 21 club in chicago that's when he Really set in stone, like in his mind that he was going to become a very successful rich man and have a beautiful American family and just live that American dream that people come here to make. Um, he was like I said, he was ruthless. He just seemed very radically determined. He had a very high level of self-esteem. It was it seemed it even came off to be like a little bit of delusion. Almost people would say Um it never showed emotion, never really was empathetic. Um, and so much so that, like, his colleagues would say that every time he came to town, somebody would end up getting fired. He was that type of guy. Um, and he was just ruthless. And he wanted he whatever he wanted, he would get. And it came down to a point that he wanted everything, you know, his way or the highway. But the only thing he couldn't get was the love of his sons. And for some reason, that just really changed his outlook on his future. Um, So, and we'll get into why he was struggling to build a relationship with his children. Um, From the outside in, the Menendez family looked very beautiful. Um, They were that strong, successful, united family that everybody aspired to be like. They were like your poster family, right? Um, But as we know, every family has their secrets. And to what lengths will you go to keep your secrets from catching up to you? Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are these secrets do you ask? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, Please do tell.
0: Before I continue, um, I will say that I will provide a trigger warning. Um, Some of these details are pretty graphic, Um, so yes. I will be talking about abuse of different kinds. So please be aware if there's littles listening, don't let them listen, listen later. Um, And if this may be triggering to you, I'm sorry, please end listening to the episode now. Um, Good, as you're telling like everything you just told them, like usually this is the part where we get background on family because it's pretty fucked up. And then you didn't give those details and I'm like, okay, maybe it's different here. Here they are, I'm right. oh. <laughs> <All laughs> yes, ready Yes, yes, yes Yeah, I had to write this very different Than, because it's just it's just So much, there's just so much Yeah um, Alright <clears throat> So Eric Eric's testimony um, Or Eric's point of view Is the first Story That I tell Right. So just keep that in mind okay. Um, Eric remembers his mother to be cold, rigid, unloving, unsupportive, um, not empathetic, very opposite of what moms would normally be like. Um, She was very harsh on him. She was very strict when it came to his education. um, And it was mainly because he had a lot of uh, learning uh, issues. uh, And His performance just wasn't on par as she would like it to be. So she would force him to basically lie about how he did in school and like make it seem like he was just like an A star. A A. I can't even talk. A plus student and just, you know, like honors and basically keeping
1: up with their appearances. Yes.
0: Trying to be the perfect little boy that he looks like. Um, she would pretend, um, she would lie to, you know, like the, the the group of moms and stuff like that to family and friends and always make it seem like he was just doing really great in school. Eric says that um, his parents always just tried to fluff things up, but he remembers that it mainly really just came from his mom um, because his mom would always try to I guess make the situation seem lighter than it was because the dad treated her very badly. There was a lot of domestic violence in this family. And um, Kitty was just never the type to intervene. Um, she would just basically let the boys get the wrath for everything because she never wanted to be the one to deal with the dad. So she would let her, her boys deal with it. Um, she would, she's the type of mom that would throw her kids under the bus and you know, never really fun for them. Um, and always just letting them get it all things got so bad um that around the age of 10 she started locking eric in a closet when he wasn't performing properly in school she would force him to do his homework in there anywhere up to potentially seven hours a day if not all day long um she would. She wouldn't give him a table. There was no desk in there. There was no chair. All she would, ha- all he would have, is his homework and a clipboard, and a bucket if he needed to go to the bathroom. Yeah, because that's gonna help people do better exactly he recounted that like he would remember her laying on her bed which would be like on the other side of the door and she would just be laying there and he would call out for her letting her know that he had to go to the bathroom and she would just ignore him she would say no or she would like get up get up and leave the room so she couldn't hear him crying for her or anything like that like she deliberately ignored him um let's see Where'd I leave? Where'd I go? Oh, yeah. So he couldn't. So there was a bucket in there because he wasn't allowed to use the bathroom unless it was to go poo. Um, And even then, sometimes she wouldn't open the door for him. And eventually he realized that there was times where she actually left him in there and she would leave the house. And he was just stuck in there. He couldn't get out. Um, there was times though that she would leave and leave the door unlocked so he would get out and, you know, obviously go and and see what's going on or whatever, but he would just realize that there was nobody in the house. So when she got home and realized he was snuck out of the closet, he unfortunately would get his butt whooped. Um, however, though, he did know that aside from all this issues that she or like all these things that he was, she would put him through. No, you're good. Um, His mom did take a lot of pills um, for different things, and it was depression, anxiety, and mood swings. So it was potentially said that she could have been bipolar, but she was never diagnosed. Um, Which mm -hmm. I feel like
1: it's not an excuse, right? Because I get it. But like if they didn't have the money for her to go see a doctor, then you could probably be like, well... Now, there was no way for her to get better to do better. But like they very much had the money for her to get the help needed so she could be better to her kids. hmm Like it's even shittier, you know what I'm saying? Than somebody who who just can't get the help. Like
0: Right. Yeah, and like so he remembers her taking all these pills and stuff like that to help her but he he noted that like it never really actually did anything like it just kind of either numbed her out or it would make her worse. Um, he remembers also finding letters as she would write saying that she would she would sit in the bathtub with a razor trying to commit suicide um, and there was letters also saying that she couldn't wait for the boys to go off to college so that she could finally have her husband back traveling the world unbothered um, oh, wow. she was she was always angry with her kids and always took out all of her frustration and anger on them and just never really gave them any compassion. Um, It just gets worse. But Eric uh, Eric and Lyle, uh, as they grew, they showed a lot of good qualities of becoming good athletes. And um, so much so that Eric actually ranked 44th tennis player in the world before even getting into high school. Mm Wow. Yeah, and like he did he even com- um, competed professionally in Israel like he probably would have gone, you know, like Olympic um, had things just gone a different route, but that's not what happened. Um, exactly. So because of their talent at a young age, Jose was extremely hard on them and really just made sure that, you know, they became the best that they could possibly be over practicing and over training them and just literally beating the sport into them, essentially. Anywhere, uh, practicing so far, so long, anywhere up until four to seven hours at a time, which practicing tennis for four to seven hours at a time. That's a lot. Bruh.
1: Practicing anything for four to seven hours yeah, at a that's, time? Yes, yes. I can't even practice, practice sleep for four to seven hours at a time. You're damn right. And that's that should be easy. You know, <laughs> like, that's fucking wild. It's giving me big um, Joe Jackson vibes.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Very much so. Very, very much so. Very, very... Very much so. Um, So, yeah. So, they would practice anywhere to four to seven hours at a time. Um, This is for tennis. They were also, Eric was also in swimming at a young age. And, but for some reason, he always had like a little bit of trouble in the water. And there was one time where um, Jose was helping him practice how to, not breathe when he's swimming because apparently when you hold your breath while you swim you swim faster and so jose was trying to train him to do that and his lovely most logical way of training his i don't even think this kid was probably 10 years old yet but so his training his young son to not breathe underwater was to literally push his head underwater and hold it there until like he was on the brink of like drowning pretty much And there was one time where he would like pull his head up and basically allow him just enough time to do that gasp for air above water and then before he could even prepare he was his head was already getting submerged he was like um that there was multiple times where he felt like he literally was just gonna die because he couldn't breathe that's a way to turn someone right um Let's see. There was also time. There was a time where um, Eric fell into a lake And needed help getting out and instead and, and the dad obviously wasn't interested in helping him at all Because he was sitting there just waiting for his son to see if his son would make it And then his brother Lyle jumped into the water to save him and help him out. And once, once he got Eric out, Jose started yelling at Lyle, telling him, why the hell did you do that? He could have made it. He could have done it himself, had you just given him more time and all this stuff. And Eric recounted that, no, he literally would not have made it. Um, so he knew that pretty much his dad was not ever going to really be the person to lend his ha- put his hand out to save him. Um, So much so that there was another time where he was at swimming practice in the pool, also having more issues, and he was crying out for help. And his dad was yet again just standing on the sidelines waiting to see if he would make it. And a stranger had to intervene and pull Eric out of the water because he was literally drowning. So not his dad that was standing right there. A fucking stranger. How to pull him out of the water because his dad was just like oh he'll make it he'll be fine no worries he's gonna make it
1: how crazy mm-hmm. is that bro I, like it's if insane. you think that those kids were supposed to have like any good thoughts about him like bro that's crazy as fuck. Like
0: fuck. Mm-hmm. and, uh, but, and- the abuse just got worse and worse i mean so much so to like this kid would be outside of swimming school waiting an hour to two hours in the cold in the dark for his mom to come pick him up because she just either forgot about him or had other things to do and just wasn't ready to pick him up and oh okay because that's how that worked, you know right he they was like your child until you're ready to deal exactly with it and while he was on the stand his lawyer had asked him and she was like you know do you think that your mom cares about you do you think that your mom loves you and he was like i knew she cared about me i just thought that she had more important things to do so i just sat there and waited i was like imagine being a child and having to rationalize that yeah my mom cares about me but there's other things she has to do that's more important this is giving me big gabriel fernandez vibes I know. Yeah,
1: it, it I know. seems like <laughs> just you know abuse giving us all of the abuse vibes. Yeah, for real. Our triggers to a lot of abuse cases <laughs> that we know about. Jesus, honestly,
0: too many. Honestly, think? um, but yeah, the, and then it continues like you know these boys were left in a mansion home alone day or night at the youngest of age of five, um, wow. with. You know just she would just up and leave them I mean and the and the dad was again a big executive so he rarely was around like that um, when they were younger but you know she was mainly the one taking care of them and she would just up and leave and leave them alone for hours on end or she would take Lyle to practice and just leave Eric behind and just would not really you know leave him prepared to fend for himself again he's fucking five. He says that there was one time where he remembers a five year old, uh, it was evening and he was scared at home and he just kept hearing things or whatever. So he left his house to go look for his mom, walked to the country club because he knew that that's where she was. And that was at least five to six miles from his house At of at five years of age in the evening time, walking five to six miles that's because you're left home alone. So she was on her way back and finds him, walking to find her, picks him up and, like, basically beats his ass because the fact that he left the house and all this stuff. And she, he was trying to tell her, you know, like, I was scared. I was hearing noises. I couldn't find you. I went to go look for you, all this stuff. And, and it was, honestly, like, I cried at certain parts listening to his testimony because it's just hard not to.
1: And then once um, again, they have money for a nanny. Like if you're detached from your kids because you have any issue, that's cool. Go take care of yourself. I guess. I mean that's not cool, but like she's still doing whatever she wants to do. Get them a nanny. You have the money. Like the money is not the problem. So the fact Ew. that like you know they're being neglected, neglected when they are able to be to be helped, it's even like worse. Like exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, also, um, just, yeah, just, it's just shitty. I forgot what I was saying, but yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's wild.
0: Mm hmm, mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there was another instance that Lyle had gotten into the driver's seat messing around with the car, and he accidentally put the, the car in shift and gear, and the car started rolling back, and Eric went to go tell Kitty, and she was on the phone minding her business, and she just didn't seem to be pressed. She's like, Yeah, I'll be there in a minute. I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, and Eric, in the car from to be smashed. Literally. Rolling with your child. Exactly. And yeah. Eric says that she she made it right in time when the car was literally backing up into the mailbox. I was like, so basically, you mean to tell me that the only reason that car didn't roll into the street is because it hit the mailbox? That's crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. On top of that, then there was another instance where Lyle was walking around the house and had a needle stuck in his toe. And Eric wants to go tell his mom and again, being on the damn phone, which I want to know who the fuck she's always talking to when these kids are getting hurt, because how was the other person on the line not hearing these things? You know what I'm saying? And so he gets a needle stuck in his toe and he's telling his mom and the mom's like on the phone, whatever, blah, blah. And she's just not pressed, like whatever. So eventually he comes to the uh, she comes to the rescue and the kid's like about to pass out from the pain. And he was never taken to the hospital. (coughs) Excuse me. He was never taken to the hospital, never taken to a doctor, never nothing. She just pulls the needle on, puts a Band-Aid, and have a day. Okay. Like, mind you, the kid could get, like, tetanus or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You you don't even know where the the hell the needle's from. He can get poisoned. So, another instance, um, there had been a couple times where Eric had thrown away his food because he didn't want to eat. Uh, like either what was already given to him or he was full or whatever. And he threw it away. And literally his dad would make him go into the trash can and eat the food out of the trash can. Wow. Wow. That's, no. mm-hmm. That's, no. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's a lot. Oh yeah. Um. So, you know, the, the sad part about this is as, as we're talking is that these are two, these are two kids in a very wealthy family you know, with a lot of resources and a lot of ability to get, like you're saying, help, attention, whatever it is that this family required, they definitely had the resources to do it. So it's just crazy that they didn't. And I have a lot of theories that I cannot discuss yet because obviously you gotta wait till the end. but we're not there yet. But it's just kind of sad you know to see that like people always think that oh because they have money you know this that and blah 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 blah. i feel like people that usually have money are like the worst parents but that's just me
1: oh my god Um, i'm sorry that's so funny because literally what i have forgot was exactly what you just said
0: (laughs) that parents of money are the worst parents
1: no no yes no i'm not that crazy no i'm just kidding no that you could really i mean yes pretty much that you could very much be abused and neglected in a rich household like of course. Have money that does not because a lot of people are like well you grew up with money you didn't struggle like yes that could be the case in a lot of people with good parents but they're like you said there's a lot of parents who are shitty so they did struggle just different struggles they you know what i'm saying they okay yeah they're in a mansion but they're five years old they don't want to be in a mansion by themselves at five years old right exactly of attention and love from their parent whether Mm -hmm. you're in a mansion
0: or living on their fucking bridge like or being or or finding letters and being told that essentially your mom doesn't want you here and you know she wants her husband back to uh, herself and all that shit like it's uh, imagine being kids and just realizing your parents don't give two fucks about you and their image is so much more important than you actually being healthy and safe and loved
1: that's, yeah,
0: that's wild. It's it's just, it's sickening. It, it really is sickening. And honestly, to think that these acts of abuse that I've just discussed aren't even a scratch to what really happened to these kids. That's um, crazy. You know, like the following, you know, the following 12 years of their lives were just an incomprehensible hell that... They both even said that they didn't think anybody would ever believe them if they ever told their story, which is why they never did. They always kept quiet.
1: Um, And it makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. And this is this is just this shit. Again, there's just more stuff that I have to touch. However, however, I know this episode was pretty short, but I'm going to actually pause it right here. And I'm going to tell you about all the other hell that they went through on episode two of my little Ooh. Um, a little Ooh. session here because uh, there's just too much, and I just wanted to be sure that I got it all on that one episode. You know what I mean? Yes. Divide, divide, like, good. I, I feel that. Yes. I did that so, online, so I feel
1: that. Yeah,
0: before it gets confusing for y'all, I just decided that here would be a good little parenthesis. And I'm going to tell you about the next 12 years of their lives on next week's episode. So please stay tuned and come back to hear that because you're going to want to know what the fuck happened to this family. You're going to want to know if you don't already know.
1: And if you you do already
0: know, still still stay (laughs) still come back because there are details that I am putting out there that a lot of people did not put out because I did my research and y'all a lot of y'all left out some really valuable information.
1: Or so just because
0: you want to come back and hang out with us? OK, yes, step too, though, because we just we do the shit and. Yeah. And next week, we will have some other important information to discuss and to release, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And also, don't forget that we were the first podcast to
1: um, have episodes in Spanish.
0: Oh, yeah, yes. That part two. Yes. Let it be known. That potentially y'all's favorite podcaster That's not us, obviously Because we should be your favorite podcasters But she was here before us So I'm gonna just say it like it's one of y'all's favorite podcasters That's out there being a trifling little thief Yeah We won't say a name Because we're not here for that type of stuff You know what I'm saying Unless y'all want to be Just know, kidding we But just know trendsetters Yes yeah. We was because. trendsetting <laughs> Out here
1: those are our original idea and you know what I'm saying, Kat came up with it because we have Hispanic and Spanish speaking
0: mm-hmm. family
1: that wanted to support us and that's how we went about that. And just know that yeah. all of our ideas come from- Our, our own, own brains. Come from our brains and come with the best, like we wanna, we do it because that's the best we, way we think that we could get to the masses and to the people and spread the victims' names and spread their stories so that's what we're here for but yeah y'all heard it here first because we did mm-hmm. it first
0: mm-hmm. and if you happen to know who the hell you we think we're talking about dm us and let us know
1: he was the first la- the first um rapper with a lamborghini and in, in the project so that's kind of us with the spanish episode okay in the True community and is. we're talking about English podcasters because obviously we know there's Spanish podcasters who do um, Spanish, episodes. We get it. and yeah. course, Spanish episodes
0: because they speak Spanish.
1: We're bilingual; we do both, and that's why we did it. Because and not
0: yes, and we we have not seen any other podcast do it like this until we came around. Which Especially we're not saying not that heard. other people aren't yeah. going to because the more bilingual people that do this, honestly, the yeah. better for our communities and yeah. our culture. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the more people that do it, it's going to obviously resonate with why we started. So obviously. we want people to obviously grow. And if you're interested in podcasting, do it. So do it. But do it your own style, please. Don't be jacking people's style. Because that's just not right. And if you are, right. at
1: least send us a fucking email and be like, hey. Bro, collaborate. You know, that's a great idea. I'm thinking of, and, and, you know, put it into my podcast. All we, all we going to do is like, go ahead, do it. Because that's what we're here for. But yeah. we just saying, want to that's just... quick, slide into the DMs, and, like, mm-hmm, let us mm-hmm. know. You obviously cool. know where to find us. Right.
0: Why yes. You, you know, know where to find with. us. You know and where if... to find us. And you know what? If you're listening, ma'am, if you are listening, because I know you know who you are, me, me, and my DM. <laughs> me, me, and my DM. Just that me, just... me.
1: I... I... See, that's just <laughs> fucked up. You are a... <laughs> Asshole, facts. I, and I used
0: to like you too, man. Your your podcast was the shit. But you know what? Mm 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 mm. You and your you're co-host Gualavich- can go.
1: You're a bicho Gualavich- Go translate that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Get the Puerto Ricans to translate that for you. <laughs> All right, oh, guys. No. We to talk, but talk enough shit talking. We had to let that out. Um. But yeah, let us know if you come think you know week. who we're talking about <laughs> come back next episode cause, uh, it's up from here really yeah facts big facts. but catch us next episode well i'll let you know what happened next on the menendez family um and if you have any questions or concerns holla let us know otherwise